You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. Welcome back to another special edition, a special Friday Night Lights version of the For Your Distraction podcast. I am one of your hosts, Scott, and joining me as always is a man who's even fast asleep, Mr. Absilvis Cotton. How are we doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good tonight, Scott. Pretty you're, good. You're, you're, you're starting us off the past couple times, you know? I know. I'm kind of kind of getting in a little groove here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You got your new seat. I moved the couch for you, so now, you know, you're in your perfect position. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a little bit different. Things are a little bit different. We usually do this on a Saturday night. Yes. Saturday, but we got to do it on a Friday night because I'm going to be out of town tomorrow. Another vacation. Yeah, you know, everybody gives me shit for that. I married a teacher. So we can only travel in June, July, or August. Yeah, but you travel like out of four months, you're a month gone. Yeah. Nobody yeah. travels a yeah. month in their entire year. It's what I do, Wayne. Unless it's what wealthy. I do. I like to travel. Yeah. I don't have nice cars. I don't have nice clothes. I don't have a nice house. I spend my money on my children and vacations. That's what I do. Every, some people need Jesus. Some people need the heroin. I need vacation. Okay? Everybody's got their own demons. I've got mine. All right, all right. Chill out. I'm Calm chill. down. I'm going to be chill. Calm the fuck down. Chill. But I'm going to Minnesota. Yeah, why are you going to Minnesota? That's My, a weird like, I've never pool. been there. I've never been there. We're going to be like 20 minutes north of Minneapolis. Hope I don't get George Floyd while I'm there, but uh, you got to watch out for those Minneapolis cops. I think you'll be safe. I think I'll be okay, too. I think yeah. you'll be fine, um, Scott. I don't yeah, think I, you have to worry about I it. I think so, too. But at any rate... Um, my brother-in-law is from there. His parents still live there and everything. And we just got to talking, and it's going to be a whole family trip. Like, the whole gang. We rented a house on the Mississippi River. Yeah, I'm going to be Mark Twain in it. You're going to be fishing? I'm going to be Mark Twain. I'm going to fish. I'm going to fish. Not for sharks. Not, no sharks. No sharks? No bull sharks. Go down on a wooden raft down the river? I'm going to Mark Twain it, man. I'm going to... I am. I'm going to do that shit. Really? I think it's going to be pictures. They'll be all over for your distraction. Facebook page and Twitter. Check us out. You'll you'll see. I might even live stream. Who knows? I don't know if I'll. I have no idea. I think you say that every fucking time, and you never do it. Listen, the last one, the Disney trip, there was no time for that. This time, there might be time. You mean you didn't have any time while you're waiting in those long lines to live stream? Is that what you're trying to tell me? You wanted me to live stream the lines? Isn't, isn't, aren't the lines an experience at Disney, too? Aren't most of them like a whole thing at Disney as well? Debatable. It, you know? Debatable, but yeah. I don't know. Possibly. Well, anyway, I'm going to be going there. I'm gonna, the Mall of America is there, Adam. Really? The Mall of America. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Mighty Ducks 2. Like, the whole beginning scene takes place in Mall of America. Why is uh, the Mall of America so popular? Why is it the Mall of America? I have like, never... What is the deal with it? I guess it's a big deal. I don't know. I've never been there. 
but I'm excited to see. There's like a roller coaster and a water park like in the mall. But like I think of malls here where we are, and malls are dying. Malls don't exist in our they're, area. They're really hanging on. You got to drive to go to a mall if you really want to. Well, there's a mall in our town. <coughs> Realistically, there is one. Technically, yes. It's basically just like a building that's got a few stores in it that nobody goes yeah, it's, to. Yeah, it's one of those dead it's, malls. Dude, yeah, like there's ton more. Probably more stores are closed and boarded up than are actually open in that yeah, mall. Yeah, yeah. I would guess. Dude, how about the, the heyday of malls in like the 80s and 90s? Yeah. Like, like it was an experience to go to the mall. Uh, yeah, I remember loving going to the mall. When oh, I was my kid. God. In the 90s, I was KB Toys. KB Toys was where it was at. Yeah, I used to go there all the freaking time. Dude, I just I just remember motherfucking. It was an experience. You went there and you just hung out. No fucking shopping agenda at all. You just met your friends there. Like, you went on dates and stuff. It was like your first date you went to the mall. I didn't do, like, mall hanging out like that. You didn't hang out at malls? No, I didn't. No. You're a little bit younger than me, but I, I was in the I mall. W- I went to the mall a lot. Like, whenever I was in, like, my, you know, mid-teens and stuff yeah. like that. We would go to the mall, but not to, like, hang out for, like, a couple hours. We would go there to, like, go to FYE. Uh, no relation to FYD. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we'd go to uh, Free Entertainment and check out... CDs, compact discs, compact discs, yeah. Before they even had DVDs there, of like all and all the pop culture stuff there, we would go there and check out all the new hits and everything like that. It was great. Do you remember singles? Yes. You could buy a single, a CD with one motherfucking song on. Yeah, doesn't make no sense. I never bought, never bought one. Oh, I did. Oh, you did. Oh, oh yeah. they suckered yeah. you in then. Is, what, is that what you're saying? Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you buy the whole CD? Because the CD was like 25 bucks. How much was the single? Like five bucks. I don't remember. I don't remember, so. I mean, if you think about it, like. You're, you're, you're not getting your money's worth. No. You, you would have been better at buying just the wanted, $20 CD. But maybe I only more... had five bucks and I wanted that one song. Yeah, but like compared one song to like how many songs are on an average CD track, 12, 14, something like that. There's some like. You got ripped Gen off. Gen Zs and some younger kids listen to this podcast right now. They're Scott, like, Gen Zs what the younger kids fuck are they talking about? They don't listen to us. Are you crazy? Yeah, we're, we're, we're catering to the millennials and the no. Gen Xs. Yeah, so. we are. At any rate, malls. So I'll see what this mall, the Mall of America, we'll see what it looks like compared to I expect malls. pictures and all kinds of other pictures. stuff. Pictures. Maybe, maybe I'll live stream. Maybe I won't. I don't, <laughs> don't know. Hang on. Stand we'll by. We'll see. Hey, subscribe and you'll find out, <laughs> I guess. Subscribe, yes. Who knows? You can find for your distraction. This might um, be that one time. Maybe, maybe not. I got a beer of the show. You do. You brought. You did bring a beer I of the show. I brought a beer of the show. It is back. And this is a special beer for you, isn't it? Yes. You and I, was it last night? Night before we were drinking A couple nights this. ago. So we've both had this already. It is... Narragansett, I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's a lager, and it is. There's something special about this. If you, have, if those of you watching the the video stream, see my shirt. He's he he's very proud of the shirt. He's yeah. See, he's very proud. Of what it is my favorite on. week of the year, Adam. Yeah, I can tell. It's Dude, insane. I love it. I, sh- I was gonna wear my shark hat, but I I didn't. It is Shark Week, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. When we are recording this, it is Shark Week. I've done nothing but watch Shark Week. That's insane. That is insanity. The relevance of Shark Week to this beer is this is a beer from uh, New England, the Boston area. And this beer is prominently featured in the 1975 Steven Spielberg, Peter Benchley film Jaws. Yes. Captain Quint of the Orca, 
who's my favorite fucking character in that movie. Let's be honest. Chief Brody, Hooper, they're great. But Quint, Quint is where it's at. This is the beer that Quint was drinking on, on the ship. And they brought back the vintage cans for just for Shark Week. It is the 1975 can. is the exact can that Quint was drinking. Uh, we'll post pictures of it on social media, but if you're yes. watching our live stream, there she blows. Yeah, got a big old ship on it. We're going to need a bigger podcast. Okay, so what do you think, Adam? It's a regular-ass lager. It's not bad. I enjoy it. You, you know me. I'm a lager guy. Um, but as far as lagers goes, there's nothing special about it, really. It's, it's a fine lager is what it is. So it's honestly like making me burp a little more than I'm used to oh, with really? beers for some reason. I don't know what's up with that. Well, you haven't been drinking beer much. You told me you've been going liquor. You've been strong. I've been liquor, li- liquor and weed. Liquor and weed. Liquor lot of weed. and weed. A lot of weed. Beer is too, a lot of weed. <laughs> a lot of weed. Beer is too basic for you right now. It, it really is, honestly. Well, it honestly, me. you know, it dehydrates you, and I'm already super dehydrated. So I learned this little trick. I, I don't know how true this is. This is a TikTok scientific experiment we're doing right here because I saw this off TikTok. So apparently, if you take you know that little um, your I'm showing her on the camera the little uh, where like the midpoint of like your finger where your second hinge is, I guess you would say second knuckle. Yeah, like your second knuckle is. You have two knuckles. It's like you got the ba- you got the base knuckle that you know you would normally punch somebody with, and then you got the one down there halfway down the middle yeah, of the yeah, finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, if you pinch the top of the top of that skin on that, like. Like you would just going across the finger okay. and then let go. If it see there's see how that sticks up a little yeah, bit yeah. At the top of the skin. If it doesn't immediately go back down, it means you're dehydrated. Oh, I'm dehydrated. Didn't I'm dehydrated as fuck. Is that accurate? I have no idea. All right, I, all the doctors. But it's on TikTok, so it must be something. I all guess. the doctors who listen to us, is that accurate? Choose an email yeah, for distraction at gmail.com. I want to know if that's accurate. I, it's fun. Yeah. See, we're both dehydrated, so. Yeah. So the beer, um, it. Tastes like a grandpa beer. Yes. It tastes like, and I'm so into like grandpa 70s beers right now. This is right up my fucking alley. I've been drinking a lot of Black Label, a lot of PBR, a lot of ham, some like old like, and this is right in there with those ones. It tastes like a fucking grandpa beer. And the fact that it's a 70s, 1975 can makes it even better too. Um... I could drink a lot of this. Yeah. There's not a lot of substance to it. It really isn't. Like, it's just, it's, this is, this is a good beer if you want to do like old school beer pong and shit like that. Totally. This That's is, a good this call. Is, this is a beer for that. That's, That's what a this good is. call. You know what? I wanna, I'm glad you brought up beer pong. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm salty about something about beer pong here. I, you, back in my day, college and i was a beer pong king are you pissed off that, that you're getting shown up by the youngins no no it's nothing like that i expected that i expected that did you read the beer I, by the way oh it's it's uh, I'm, i'll get back to the okay beer. okay we're just we're going on an alternate time we are okay we, we're, okay yeah, we're, we're diverging yeah tva is gonna we're, we're diverging. In a second if you don't we'll, get back okay, on track well, well, well tva hold, hold your horses here we're diverging from the timeline a bit here because i want to talk about beer pong man i tell you i love some beer pong and i was fucking good and I'm no Tom Brady in my old age. I expect the youngsters to, to rightfully take their place and me to sail off into the sunset. But the last couple times I've played beer pong with some young folks, they do something. And I don't know if this is a COVID thing, but I feel like we did this before COVID. 
So you set your beer pong yeah, work. You set up the the, the you cups. You set up the three, trying two, and Red then solo one, cups. Yeah, and you throw yeah. the ping pong ball. So when we played, we filled them with beer. Yeah. You know, when a when a ball went into that cup, you had to take that cup, put the ball out of it, and chug that cup. Yes. Right. And you had a water cup because if the ball bounced on the ground, you had to rinse it off. Yeah. Kids nowadays, these fucking kids, listen to me. All right. Sound like an old codger drinking my 70s beer. All right, boomer. boomer. They fill the cups with water. Yeah. You don't look surprised. I'm not surprised. They've been doing it for years. They've been doing it for years, Scott. And they have their can of beer or their bottle of beer. They have that in their hand. And when the, the cup is made, instead of drinking from that cup, they just move the cup and take a drink. Scott, I feel like From their drink. we've played beer pong like this before. We've done it like this and it's before. Horseshit. We've it's, it's been going horseshit. on for fucking years, dude. And, and I have. And the first couple times I did it this way, I'm like, oh, that's you know whatever, that's different. But I get it. It's a hygiene hygiene thing. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want 100%. that. I've played outside. I played the gr- I played the original beer pong, and I'll be honest with you, unless you're drunk, it's really gross. It's fucking disgusting. But here's my problem. Here's my problem. If you're just taking, we just it, talked about cum everywhere in the last episode, Scott. Cum everywhere. Yes, cum everywhere. So the ping pong ball is covered in cum. Cum covered in cum. Okay, so uh, anyway, so I'm drinking that. When you fill the red solo cup, yes, sir, the party cup, you're filling a lot more beer in that cup than what you would take in your drink. So well, you're drinking more the old-fashioned way. Well, that's because real G's take a big gulp. That's why. Even if you take a big gulp, I really don't. There's Are no, you fucking out of your mind? You mean if you take a big gulp, it doesn't equal the amount? I don't. For me, it doesn't. For me, it doesn't. I, I really don't. I honestly think it's a psychology thing. It might be. It's a. Yeah. It might be because there's no set amount. Those cups. You're we, not gulping down an entire cup to it's empty. You're just taking a big old swig. So in your mind, it's wait, like, the cup, the red cups. No, no yeah. You're, what I'm saying is like if you're doing it, if you're doing it the original way, like you're gulping down a cup and you're gulping until it's empty. But if right. you do it the new way. If you're not emptying a can, you're so not the, emptying. A can. So it doesn't feel like it's. You know, it doesn't feel like it is. But it is. But it's not because there's no way to gauge that you're doing the right amount. Scott, it's a fucking uh, ping pong ball. And I'm upset with how that rule works. I think we should take this back. No, we should take it back. In the back, age of COVID, we, we need to add more no, restrictions. Fuck that, shit. fuck that noise. Are you really? Gonna I've do got this? an idea. I got an idea too. Brilliant idea. You designate one drinking cup and you fill the cup to a regular chug level and have the have the water in your triangle cups when a ball is made you move that away but instead of drinking from your can you still chug that cup after you're done chug you set it down fill it back up what's a good idea right i feel like that's really complicated for drunk it's people it's not complicated for drunk then people you can't have death cup Without well, that, here, here, because here's what's going to end up happening. You're going to get somebody who's so drunk that they're going to do the thing. They're going to oh, they move the uh, cup to the side. They're going to chug their cup, and they're going to put their cup down. And they're going to turn around, and talk to somebody, forgetting to you know fill the cup back up. And then next thing you know, he has to drink again. It's like, oh wait a minute, I got to fill my cup up, and like time passes by, and people like go nuts like that, like that. Well, then that should be. We should write that as a penalty. That's a penalty. You don't fill it up. Cup's made. You got your choice. Two. I mean, that's fine. The other I've, team gets I, have no, I have no problem with that rule. Right. I just think okay. if you're, you know, a real badass person, you would just take, you know, a bunch of beer down your gullet. But what if you're not a badass person? That's not fair to the game. What if it's a badass person playing some vagina Bad, badass, on the other side? Badass people always win, though, Scott. They always win. 
The baddest I give people's the beer. <laughs> I give the beer a 4.5 out of 5. I'm a big fan of it. You are. It, it goes down so easy. We drank so much the other night. I was like, get me another one. They were like, you're gone. I'm like, shit. I had to go to the store today. I bought two cases. <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to be Scott, gone. you're leaving in two days. <laughs> I'm not, I, yeah, I, I want it when I come back. I'm going to buy Minnesota beer while I'm there. We'll talk about that when I get back. Shark Week. Yeah, tell me about Shark Week, Scott. Shark Week I is don't indulge in fucking Shark incredible. Week. Well, you should. You should. I don't have cable. I don't have cable. Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus. Uh, That's what I say. Yeah, yeah. Discovery Plus. But like, eh, I'm okay. <laughs> you know what, Adam? I'm okay. You like, know what? That's fine. You see That's one fine. shark eat a fish. You see another shark. Let people enjoy things. That's fine, but don't like force me into it. That's that's all I'm saying. I, did I force? No, did you're, I you're force? like, oh, you should be into it too. You should. You should be into you it too. You should. You don't like my to. own stuff. I don't have problem with sharks. You know, I don't have any problem with sharks. But you know what? What's your favorite shark? I don't have a favorite shark. Yeah, everybody really, has really a favorite don't. shark. I know like three species of shark. Name them. There's like the tiger shark, the good one, great white, and good the one? hammerhead. Good one. And those are the only ones I can't think of. That's right fine. Now. Those are three good ones. Yeah, so. My favorite shark is the bonnet head. The bonnet head shark is a member of the hammerhead family. Oh, yeah? It's very cool. Uh, my daughter, Nina, her favorite is the great hammerhead. And uh, Eva, her favorite is the lemon shark. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it yellow? It's a little bit. Of, it has a yellow hume to it, yes. Yellow. It better brown. be yellow. Yeah, it has a little yellow. Yeah, I mean, oh. sharks are so fucking cool. So fucking. Shark Week... Man, they do a good job. Discovery, keep it up. They've been doing this since 1988. Did, did they discover the megalodon yet? No, have, they, have they found Megalodon's that extinct. But I watched Meg a couple years ago. I watched the Meg a couple years ago. That that was, that, that Jason dog Stephen, shit. <laughs> he was dog shit. He I'm so excited for it. fought a shark in a bubble submarine. He did. He did. Not just any shark, a fucking dinosaur <laughs> shark. All right. No, Meg, Meg was, meh, meh. I prefer Jaws. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. So when does Jaws... Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. Because I've received orders to sail back to Boston. What's up? Uh, we're going to co copyright... Stricken for that. Nah, so. it's my rendition. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how long does Shark Week, Shark Week go for? When's it end? Is it Saturday, it, Sunday, it, Friday? It, it's what? a week. But it's I know week. it's a week, but I don't know when it starts. Jack. It starts. It starts. Sometimes on weeks. People like to start weeks on different days. Sometimes they like to start the week mm -hmm. on a Monday. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they like to start the week on a Sunday. Scott. So this started on a Monday and it ends on Sunday. There you go. Okay. Even though the calendar starts on a Sunday, so you mm -hmm. know, sharks live by their own rules. Dumbest thing you've said on this podcast. <laughs> I think it's the dumbest thing you've ever said on this podcast. And a long history of dumb things said yeah. by me, dude. I fucking love Shark Week. I can tell. Oh, dude. I, I can. I think we tell. talk about it every year on the show. I'm like, dude, Shark Week. Yeah, forget about and it. You know what? If year better not go by without you talking about it, because I love making fun of you for it a little bit. Shark Week is fine. Shark sharks are fine. Why doesn't every animal get their own week though? Like, there's tons of animals out there. Why isn't there like a hippo? Hippo week. Hipp hippos are more dangerous than sharks. They are. They're way more dangerous. Yeah, more Giraffe people. Week. More people are killed by hippos than they are sharks. Exactly. Which is a which is a weird stat. You yeah. know, deer, white-tailed deer kill more people than sharks. Yeah, but bees, that's... bees kill more people than sharks. Those are wussy allergic. Mosquitoes kill mo the most people. Fuck mosquitoes anyway. I mean, 
Would you argue it's a mosquito killing them or the viruses that give them that kills them? They wouldn't get the virus unless they were bit by the mosquito. Just, just saying. saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Shark Week. Shark Week. Scott. It, yes, sir. Um, I think it's time to talk about our shows. We got a it lot of stuff we want to talk about. Been a great week in entertainment, man. It has been. Um, the shows we've been catching. I mean, Loki. The Loki finished up se- the season finale. Yes. I almost said series, but we'll get yeah. into that. Yeah. The uh, season finale of Loki. Let's talk about it. What do you think? We're going to talk about Loki first? I want Loki. I want, want Loki, Loki first. All right. Well, we can talk about, about right Loki, Loki all day long. So we found out a lot of things in this episode of Loki. Obviously, we're going to talk about spoilers, but everybody's Spoiler predictions alert. came true. Yeah. And it was Kang the Conqueror. I kind of wanted All along. I, I was wrong. I said last week. It's not going to be Kang. It's going to be... There's going to be a twist. Everybody thinks Kang the Conqueror is going to show up and fuck everybody in the brain. And I said, no, it's not going to be Kang. It's going to be a twist. It's going to be somebody we don't expect. And I brought up WandaVision. Yes. How everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be Mephisto. Mephisto's going to come. Mephisto's going to be the Mephisto. Mephisto never came. Nope. He never showed up. And I kind of liked that. I kind of thought, damn, they really tricked us. And I thought they were going to do the same thing. I would have been pissed off if they did that. I would have been I, so I was angry. predicting, I was predicting classic Loki. Yeah, which I, doesn't make any sense now that I've thought about it more. Only because, like, the whole point of Loki is to move the universe forward. And to progress it to, like, the next set of stories. And if it's classic Loki, that doesn't move anything. That doesn't move the needle forward in any way. So I can kind of understand why they chose Kang the Conqueror to reveal him this in this show because mm-hmm. this has always been like the show that's going to lead into I think it's called Phase Four, the Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, all that stuff. So I guess it kind of had to be Kang the Conqueror. I'll be honest with you, I when I was a kid I didn't read any Marvel comic books, and the only Marvel media that I consumed as a child was the old X-Men cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, greatest theme song ever, by the way. Um, but I don't think I have consumed any of the other Marvel stuff. Like I didn't like, yeah. I didn't like Iron Man cartoon. I didn't Iron like, Man cartoon was good. I didn't like it. Honestly, here's the thing: until the until the live action Iron Man with uh, Robert Downey Jr., I always thought Iron Man's suit looked really fucking goofy. And and it looks so like almost like a clown suit, and I was like, I don't even want to fuck with this right now. It's early early Iron Man suit was a little bit comic booky yes. it was a little bit cartoonish and you think to yourself like okay you've got vibranium in this universe captain america's shield wakanda you've got animantium in this universe like wolverine's claws yeah. why the fuck is he made out of regular old iron yeah like you've got these two amazing elements that aren't real mind you they're made up for com like make your fucking suit out of either of those two but no he uses iron yeah. And I think I think some of the later marks the he does play around with yeah. the different alloys, but And yeah. I was never into like Fantastic Four or anything like that. I was never really I into liked those, them. So yeah. I kind of only like absorbed uh X Men when I was a kid. And right. I'll be honest with you, I had to look up and read a little bit about it because I had no idea who the fuck Kane the Conqueror was. Even though we've been talking about it forever, I honestly did not know who he was. There's and, a lot of like, iterations of him too. Yes. There's mm-hmm. like there's like a dozen probably more oh, iterations more, of yeah. Kang. So, um, 
basically it's been revealed that he was the one behind everything. It's he who remains or whatever the fuck his name was that he called himself. He's been kind of pulling the strings because he is a, the, the ultimate variant. Like he is his, him and his variants are the ones that kind of started the war for the most part and or the multiverse war that they mm-hmm. talked about at the beginning of the show. And so he says he's been basically pulling the strings, you know, bringing Loki up there. And do you think he was lying about the whole, he basically uh, tells Loki and Sylvie, like, look, you get two choices. You can either kill me and then start the multiverse and the multiverse war starts all again because trust me, there's a lot worse versions of me out there. Or you can like let me live and then you take my place and then you run things and you run the TVA and keep like the sacred timeline. Do you think he was lying about that or do you think he was being honest? I wasn't sure at first, but now I think he was being honest. Yeah. I think this version of Kang was being true because... We kind of see at the end that when Loki gets sent by Sylvie back through one of the TVA portals, he's not in his timeline. Yeah, I hated that end part. Really? I hated it so much. I thought that was pretty gnarly. I think it was so important. I think it's I think it's important, but I don't. It it goes back to those old storylines of so we we went through this entire show where Loki is connected with Mobius. And the other chick, I can't remember what her security tag was. The one that's like the one that Mobius or Sylvie turned. Hunter? Hunter, yes. Um, you know, they got, the, you know, they kind of grew and they got to know him and Loki bonded with Mobius and stuff like that and everything like that. And all of a sudden Loki's back in this other universe where everything at first kind of looks the same and there's all the same characters. But like all of a sudden he, Mobius doesn't know him obviously because he's never met this version of Loki. It screams of that whole like amnesia plot twist that, you know, certain TV shows like to do or like the body switching, uh, supernatural kind of shows where it's like, Oh, somebody gets possessed, but they take on like their persona and like to, to lie and stuff like that trick. I don't know. It just felt kind of weird to me, but I understand like why they needed to do it because they needed to showcase that this is, the different universe. There's a Kang in this universe, obviously, because we see the statue. And so it's like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Um, yeah, I think that Kang from that universe, the one that has a statue, my prediction, he's going to be the Kang to look out for. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of them, I imagine. There's going to be a bunch of them, but I think that's going to be the big bad. I, I just, something about a person who makes a giant statue of yourself, that's never a good guy who does that. No, I guess not. Yeah. I guess not. Mm-hmm. Name one. Yeah. Name right. one person that was amazing that says, I'm going to put a statue of myself You're up. right, I guess. Now, now, great people who have died and years later and we've put statues up in their honor, that's different. But a current person who is alive that has a statue, yeah, never good. That's like Saddam Hussein and Kim Jong-il and that's yeah. like those assholes. So overall... What did you think of the episode? Like, how did how did you feel at the end of it when you watched it? Was it as exciting well, as you were looking forward to? I love the I, series. I have an opinion on it. I so. love, love, love the series. I loved it so much. I kind of wanted a little more of a twist at the end there, which we talked about. I feel like everything they gave us was kind of predictable. Yeah. I, I mean, we knew that the multiverse was coming. We knew it had to come. But they could have given it to us in a more dramatic way, like I don't know. Like I, they, I can, I kind of agree with you. I, I felt it was anticlimactic. A anticlimactic, bit. not just because we knew everything that was coming, but it was a great episode. It was a fantastic episode. 
I don't think it was a good season finale episode. Is kind of where I stand with. A that. lot of people say that. I think there should have been like maybe one more episode, even just an episode where they actually like do something. Like we, the only thing we really saw in this um, episode was that cool fight with between Sylvie and Loki, and the one where Loki was like, "I don't want to fight you, yada yada yada, this and the other thing," and she's like, "I can't trust you," and they have their little spat, and then he uh, gets kicked into that portal mm. back to the TVA. But beyond that. Besides a little exposition from uh, He Who Remains, there's not much really happened. I was, ex- I guess, I wasn't expecting a twist. I was just expecting more, more shit to happen. Even if it's like at the end of it, we caught a glimpse of like some of the different timelines or something like that. And we saw some crazy shit happen to like tease. Oh, maybe we'll go here. Or maybe we'll go there. You know, it's just something. You know, it's open something. I guess. Um, a little more actiony, you know, something like that. You know, just a little something more. That's kind of what I was hoping for. Well, I enjoyed it, and I loved yeah, how it was good. the after credits, Loki will return in season two. I didn't think we were getting a season two of this. I which think is... I think WandaVision is the only one that we're not getting a season two of so far. Okay. I think we're, I think we're supposed to get a season two of uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier now. It's yes, I saw that. So, it's not Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's Captain America and the Winter yeah, Soldier. So I did I, see that. Yes, so I, we're gonna get another season of Loki. But what's the next step for Marvel? I have no idea. What's what's coming next? Um, Obviously, Spider Man's next, right? Spider Man next? Or I couldn't remember Spider Man or Dark. But it, there's nothing else coming out beforehand. I know there's that animated show, The What If. Well, What If? Uh, Black Widow was the next thing, right? Yeah, but that like, came is, out this week. Is that the next thing? Because that takes place like. How many movies ago? Like it takes place forever ago. I'm just saying that's the content that was released next. I mean, like Loki. what's like the next stage? Like we chronologically, had, we know, well, we knew we had WandaVision, and then we knew okay after WandaVision we're gonna have Cap Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then we knew after that we're gonna have Loki. Is the next step gonna be Spider Man now? They're not gonna have anything else. Well, I don't know about that because we know the MCU has notoriously released content, but timeline wise. It has jumped around. Yeah. The order that things are being released is Spider-Man's next. Christmas time, right? Okay. Yeah, and then after that, it's uh, Doctor Strange. Those are the next two films to be released. I can't wait for Spider-Man. The What If. The What If is coming to Disney+. And it's a great com- I love the What If comics. Oh, yeah. I-, I read the What If I comics. Saw, I saw the trailer and I saw the Marvel Zombies like make an appearance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's the a trailer fun, was fun cool. Bit. It's just... It, it, but you needed the multiverse first yeah. before you got the What If. Uh, I, I read a bunch of What If comics. And the cool thing about the What If comics is they're standalones. They're yeah. not giant big sagas like the Infinity War or the, the Secret Wars or... Anything like that, because you have to keep reading and keep reading. And keep, you read one issue, and then there's a start and a finish. Well, I think the Marvel Zombies expanded beyond the, one issue. That one was the exception. So, yeah, yeah, there were some exceptions. There were a few because exceptions. Because it was so popular. Yes. They wanted to keep it going. Because zombies were popular. You know, that's what it was. You love zombies. Oh, yeah. They're my favorite uh, monster. They haven't been oh. overplayed and overused at all in our day and age. So, we... Like Loki, we like the season. Loved finale. Loki. I Loved think it. I think it could have done with one more episode, in my opinion, something a little more. But it's still a great episode. It's a great show. I'm ex- I'm looking forward to season two. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Bad Batch real quick. Bad Batch. You I watched, watched it? it. I did. You I did? just watched it right before I came. I watched it earlier today. Yes. So, um, 
This is the this is the episode where the our our favorite clone tr- our favorite former clone troopers turned uh, bounty hunters or not bounty hunters uh, mercenaries are hired by what's her name uh, Hera Hera that's her name to uh, save her parents yeah and they butt heads with crosshairs and I think it's really cool in this show that the bad batch of ship is an imperial ship. I think that's that's kind of cool seeing that things that warp in. It's a yeah. darker version. It's it's yeah. pretty nifty. We see we've seen a lot of Imperial cruiser in this or the Imperial shuttle. Yeah, um, it's cool. I didn't know it had this much capability. Yeah, you know, typically it's just like a landing craft or a takeoff. And it's all we've and, ever seen it do. Yeah, but this, in this show, it's like fighting and it's, it's like it, it, it's got light speed capability, hyperdrive. It's got. Uh, it's got weapons. It's yeah. pretty pretty cool ship. It is it is a pretty nifty ship. Um, you sick of you sick of Omega? Yeah. Omega. Yeah. She she really showcased her accent in this episode <sighs> a lot. I, yeah. That accent. I know. Really, you hate it. Uh, it's not that I hate it. It's just you do hate it. It's over the top a little bit. <laughs> it's Omega Hunter Eco. Oh. Well, as somebody who watched Rebels, because I didn't do it, were you pumped about this episode? Did you like it a lot? Love Rebels. Love Chopper, first of all. Chopper, other than R2, let's be honest. Let's be honest, it's R2. Chopper's my second favorite droid next to R2. Even more than BB-8, and I love me some BB-8, too. Really? Chopper is awesome. He's awesome in Rebels, and he showcased in this episode, it was better than the last. You saw a little bit of Chopper the last one. Yeah. This one was a lot of Chopper. Yeah. And he is so cool. He's such a cool little droid. I wish I could speak droid. It's binary. That's all it is. I know, but it's I binary. don't know how to speak that. Binary is not hard. It's beeps and clicks yeah. and hoots, and I don't know what that means. But it's, it's just like a, it's just a series of zeros and ones. That's all it is. But everybody apparently speaks it. Every every person in the Star Wars universe. Like R2, BB-8, Dio, Chopper, doesn't matter. They're just beeping at people, and they're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, same to you, buddy. Like, it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's it's like, the coolest thing ever. It's like being in, being in the United States, and like, I got to learn Spanish if I live in California so that I can communicate with more people, you know? It's, it's, it's as common as Spanish. <laughs> Like it's, like it's really a common language, and that it's it might be the most common language because everybody of all different races can hear understand the beeps. It might be the most common of all languages. So, the biggest thing I think we saw in this episode was Crosshairs finally got the go ahead to hunt down the Bad Batch. That was the ending. That was kind of the apex. It yeah. was like, oh, they really, really loved that. Yeah, like Dave Filoni did a did a stop and a zoom in on Crosshair's face. And they held that shot for an over long time. And he was like, he gave a look like, yes, I'm going after clone force 99. And then it faded to black. You saw the blue letters. I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) That made me happy. I I liked it. I liked it. I liked this episode. This one was pretty good. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, God, the ineptitude of the Empire is 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 startling. Well, they're the elite commando stormtroopers, you know. Or, it's you just, know? it's just. It, no, it doesn't matter what you're watching. If it's if it's the original three, if it's the prequels, if it's the three new ones. We're talking about the prequels, the Empire one. 
Palpatine won. He got control of the fucking Senate. He he reforged the Republic into an empire. They, if anything, they in those weren't. Ones, he won. They weren't the empire. He was. The, he they was the empire. the empire. He was the empire. I am the Senate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was the empire. He fucking won. That's those are the ones where he won. Fuck the prequels anyway. <laughs> I will. I will say something about the motherfucking prequels. I still say it. Last half of Episode Three is pretty pretty watchable. Pretty good. That's when it gets really dark. That that is the moment in any of the prequels where it gets really dark and it's like that moment of like oh now here we get to that despair that we saw in the originals so we've talked about this yeah and i think i've talked about on the show but i'm gonna reiterate so so i grew up with empire uh right empire hope and jedi those were my three i love them love them then when they came out with episodes one two and three i was a little bit older i went and watched them and i did not fucking like them i did not like them but younger kids, a generation younger than me, those are the ones that they grew up with. Yeah. They, like, like the original three were way before their time. Yeah. That they loved episode one, two, and three. And now those three are revered. And I'm just like, I just can't fucking do it. I think they suck. And everybody loves them. Then the three newest ones came out. Yeah. You know, the, the Abrams, the, the Disney ones. Yeah. The people who are younger than me they're doing the same fucking shit that I did. You know, they love their prequels, but these three new ones, <coughs> fuck them. Yeah, they're exactly. terrible. They're, yeah. And That's my daughters, my daughters who are little, they're going to love these three new ones. And they're going to, the old, the, the people younger than me are going to be like, how the fuck do you like those? It's, it's an, an endless cycle, man. It is. It's, it's, it's an it's, endless it's gonna cycle. Keep, each step, each step you go, it's, gonna, it's just going to be, that's all it is. Personally, I really like was it seven, eight, nine? Yeah, I really do. I do fucking like them. I know you don't, but I fucking like them better than one, two, and seven three. Seven was seven was a good start. Eight, trash. Nine, pretty trash too. Nine was awesome. It I was, will, I will die on that. Hill. It was. It, I loved nine. It was. It was. It was kind of trash. It had. I some, it, loved it. it had some exciting moments, but like it. The, when the fucking armada showed up. Every fucking person. Oh my god, I got the biggest rock hard boner. I loved it. No idea how Lando gathered that many ships in that short amount of time. He would have had to convince a lot of people and that would have taken some time. Made no sense. It was cool, but it made no sense. So fucking cool. Anyway, Bad Batch is, is getting real good. Real good. I recommend We're coming to the end of it though. We're coming we only got four or five more episodes. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it, so, it's actually a lot like just like Clone Wars. It's a long season, so it is. That was kind of nice because Loki was so short. I know we only got five episodes six, of Loki. Six, six episodes. No. Was it six? I thought it was. Yeah, six. Right. I think this was My the bad. sixth one. Yeah, yeah, it is six. Okay, I just got. It's course of cinema time. Course of cinema. So why don't you remind the people what course of cinema we had this weekend? Okay, so you made me watch a movie called Death Note. Yep, it was on Netflix. Uh, it's based off of an anime. I it did, is. did my research. And I had you watch a relatively new film called The Tomorrow War, starring our old pal, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Would you suck Chris Pratt's dick for a million dollars? Sure. Okay, cool. million bucks. I'll be honest with you. There's, you got to go real deep onto some things in order for me to say no to a million dollars at this point <laughs> in my life. That's how I feel, too. At this point in my life, like... I would do some strange for some change. Exactly. I totally would. Tax-free million dollars? That, all right. Let's do it. Fuck it. 
All right, I think it's your turn to go first this time because I think I went first last time. Okay, maybe I so, don't remember, uh, but I'll go first. Yeah. So uh, talk about Death Note. Actually, I got to tell you the honest truth here. I was scrolling through Netflix a couple years ago, and I came across this, and I read, I watched the trailer, I read about it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a neat idea. So I added it to my list, like my my shows to watch. Then I did a little more research on it, and I found out, oh my gosh, this is a live a- live action adaptation of an anime. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about animes. Yep. So that kind of put a sour taste in my mouth. So I never went back and actually watched it. I just left it in my... I never removed it from my list, but I just never watched it. You making me watch it was good, because that was probably the only way I was going to do it. And I really enjoyed it. Really? I did. I thought it was fun. <laughs> So, a um, couple things. Uh, Willem Dafoe does Great. the voice. Willem Dafoe is amazing in everything he does. So everything. Here's, I, I, I'm not saying this is a criticism, but it's a fact. The voice he uses for the monster, whatever its name is, it was really hard to pronounce. Ryuku? Ryu, Ryuku? Yeah. It's okay, it was That's, weird. This is what it is, Ryuku. Ryuku. It's Japanese. You know he does Green Goblin's voice, right? Yeah, but that's it is his evil exactly voice. Green Goblin. Oh, sorry, Ryuk, not Ryuku. Ryuk. Yes. It is exactly. But that's his exa- evil voice. But it's so. But I'm not saying it's bad. But every time I'm watching, I'm thinking of Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> every time I'm like, oh fuck, this is awesome. I want to watch. I want to go watch Spider-Man One right now. Yeah. Norman fucking Osborn. Yeah. No, he was really great in it. Willem Dafoe is incredible. Yeah, he's amazing in he's, everything. We watch a lot of have his you stuff. Ever seen, have you ever seen a bad Willem Dafoe movie? A, a, bad, a Willem Dafoe movie where you didn't enjoy it? I can't think of one. Yeah, I like most of them. Yeah, exactly. I, I really do like most of them. Um, Willem I, Dafoe kind of makes a movie sometimes. There's a lot I probably haven't seen, but yeah, anyway... The, a couple things. So this is high school kid, right? Yep. He finds this magic book that if you write somebody's name in it, they die. Yep. So he starts to use it as like, he becomes like a superhero. Yeah. It's kind of like a superhero film. He tries to be a vigilante and like kill all the bad people. Yeah. It, it starts off with uh, killing the murder of his mother. Yes. That's how it starts off with. So he could prove that it works. He does a couple uh, early on personal ones. Yeah, some testers. A little bit sketchy. Some testers, you know. A little bit sketchy. Like he killed the school bully in a horrific way. Oh, God. He got decapitated. Yeah, he did. He wrote in and it was the like, dude's name, decapitated. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, and he's then, a school bully. He obviously sucked. He was about to but rape that girl. He deserved he to die. To, he was about to rape that he girl. He wasn't raping he her. He was about to rape her. In the middle of the broad daylight in front of the high school. Yes. He, he's a deserving individual. He's a fuckhead. Did he rape her? He's about to. But he didn't. We're playing with godlike power, Scott. He was about to. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if he deserved to die. He was definitely a dick, and he probably should have been arrested. But I don't think the kid deserved to die. Oh, That's he all I'm going to say. deserved to die in the most horrific way. All right, well. A ladder came off of a passing car that got into a car accident and took his head off. It did. In amazing fashion. Here's the thing. He wrote decapitate, 
It didn't fucking decapitate him. It smashed his head like a pumpkin after Halloween. It took his head it, off first. It it sma- It just smashed. But it took his head it off like, first, so technically. Oh. But that's one of the rules of the Death Note is you, you ha- can put as much detail in it as you want for the person's death. And if you don't, then, you know, Reek's going to have his fun. So it's like if you just put decapitate, he's like, all right, let's figure out how I'm going to decapitate this motherfucker. Yeah, it's uh, it was like some Tom Savini level uh <laughs> gore yeah on that which was a bit yeah it was a bit so then this guy and then he ends up there's this girl let's let's talk about the girl let's talk about the girl okay okay fuck her man so she's she's a at the beginning when you first see her dude's like creeping on her hard he's got a he's got it he's got a hard on he has a hard on for her something fierce it is a throbbing boner for this girl. In fairness, she is cute. She's very attractive. She's very attractive. She's a cheerleader, right? Like the po- the okay. popular cheerleader. So, so this is the thing. This is how they wanted to portray her. Okay, it's a movie. It's not a book. It's not a TV series. They only have so much time. Yes. So like, we got we got to portray this girl. She's we got to let everybody know that she's better than him, but she doesn't want to be. So she's with the cheerleaders, right? So you're like, oh, she's a cheerleader. She's obviously popular and cool because that's what cheerleaders are. And as she's with the cheerleaders, she's like smoking a cigarette. I'm like, oh, she's got a little <laughs> bit of a she's got a little bit of a rebellious side yeah, to her. Yeah. That's how they betrayed her. Cheerleader, but smoking at the school. It's classic. Like that's such it's a classic. It's such a stereotypical it way is. to betray a high school girl. Like she's cool. But edgy. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> you could have done better than that. So they have a pretty serious relationship. Like, they hump every night, which is a weird thing. And she gets really turned on by this murder book that he found. She gets turned on by the power is what it is. That yeah. She, she loves the power, and that's what it is. She kind of turns out to be the villain. Sort of. She really gets power hungry and she like takes it from like like he kind of has a has a conscious. She doesn't. Yeah, like there's that one point where so the the villain of the character is named Kira because that's what the pseudonym he goes by right. when he makes his murders. He leaves notes for the police and you know he's Kira, yada yada yada. Kira, yeah. And so there's a the police are investigating him. Who's one of the big leagues behind the investigation? Oh my god. None other than his dad. His dad. His this, fucking dad. The next thing I want, this is so Japanese. But she, but this but, is how bad she is, though. Like, she is, like, ready to write his dad's name in the note, yeah. death note. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's my dad. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Listen to how Japanese this is. The other guy who was in charge. So Japanese. This is so Japanese. <laughs> it is, the guy's name no is J, right? L. 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 His name is L. Wrong, wrong letter. His name is L. He goes by L. And he is, like... Okay, and you find out his story later. At first, you're like, he's kind of an enigma. Yeah. He's kind of real he's smart. A, he's a police consultant. Okay. Is what he is. He's a police consultant. But you find out later from the Asian guy, like, what's it? He is a, he's an orphan. Okay. So this, this is the whole, so this is the Japanese thing. Because this isn't real. He was an orphan who was taken to this special place to train from a young age to be a super detective. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did they just say he's? They t- they take orphans to train them to be super detectives. Yes, they did, Scott. <laughs> yes, they did. I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard yeah. of. 
Yeah. And he is like a super detective. He is. Like super he, detective. he is like Sherlock Holmes on steroids. He is intense. Like he like he the way he sits and the way he talks and he's just constantly deducing people and stuff like that. Like he susses out uh our lead man whose name is Light. Mm-hmm. That's his name. His name is Light. Yeah. Um he susses him out like real fucking early on and they have like a little clash almost in like the diner or some shit yeah. like that where he's like accusing him essentially and mm-hmm. like and yeah, like he's an intense person. Here's what I wanted to see, and maybe they do this in the in the novels or in the graphic movies or what. I don't even know the TV show, the anime TV show, whatever it is. Uh, I wish instead of being super detectives, they were established because of Ryuk and the Death Note, because this is a thing that's been happening for so it's like centuries. a secret society. So it's like a secret so- because it was just weird that oh he's an orphan who was trained to be a super detective that nobody knows his name, not even him. And he covers his face up. Yeah. So like, why does nobody like, like the guy, like even his family, like the, the handler who was with him. Atari. I think his name is Atari. Atari. He's like, they're like, what's his real name? Cause to put people to, to kill people with the death note, you have to know their name and you have and to write their to name visualize their and face. you have to picture their face. So this guy can't be killed because nobody knows his name. Yeah. They get this Wataru and they're like, what's his real name? And he's even like, I don't know. No one knows. Nobody told the me. super detectives are kept in like that yeah. way. And he covers his face. I'm like, well, it's almost like they prepared these super detectives to take on somebody with the death note. Yeah. So I wish they would have spit. They didn't. They never went over that. They never did that. They, no. They tried to. The show tried to, the movie tried to be as close to the anime as possible without actually steering into like the anime territory. Uh-huh. The anime is so much different, like in terms of the characters. It's it's a little similar. You watch the anime? I watched like the first thirteen episodes, okay. I think, just so I can have like a reference in case you had any questions. Oh, good. because we when I gave you Ghost in the Show, you had a question. I was like, it's been so long since I watched it. I don't know. I did have a lot of questions, <laughs> but like the character, like the characters in the anime are so different. Like for example, Light. So in the movie, Light is portrayed as like this nerdy student who is a genius who he gets paid to like do other people's homework, but he's like a loser. He's got no friends. In this TV show, he's the most popular kid in school. He's oh. he is a prodigy student. Sport he does sports and he has girl he can get any girl he wants. He oh. has all the friends in the world and he takes up the mantle of the Death Note. Guess why? Why he's fucking bored. He's bored out of his mind. Oh. And so he, he's because he's so smart and he excels so much that everything bores him. So this is like a way for him to basically, wow. he, get, he gets like a hardcore God complex to the point where he says, literally, I'm going to become the God of this world and I'm going to be the one that deals righteous justice. And that's his whole thing. And so the, he's a megalomaniac. He, in the show, he's got no problem in the, uh, movie. He's got problems taking out the police. He's like, they're good guys. I don't want to do that. And the show, Fuck that shit. If you get in his way, he's like, I'm going to learn your name and I'm going to see your face. I'm going to fucking kill you. And not only does he do that, a lot of the times he shows his face right before the person dies. So he knows, like, guess who was fucking Kira, bitch? It was me. Mm. And one of the things that I was really kind of, after watching the show, I was a little disappointed that they didn't do this more in the movie. In the show, there's a lot more Ryuk. There's okay. a lot more of him. Like, because the only reason why Ryuk is doing what he's doing is because he's fucking bored too. Oh. He's in the demon realm, the Shinigami realm. He's like, I'm fucking bored. We don't do anything around here. There's no party. No bitches are coming by. Like, we're not doing anything. So he's like, well, fuck There's it. I'm going to no go. I'm, I'm going to go. Some, yeah, he's like, I'm going to go wreak some havoc on Earth. Fuck it. Let's do this. Let's have some fun. And so he just gets bored. And there's just so much of him in the show. I would have loved to see more Willem Dafoe in this. That's all I'm going to say. There was not a lot. I picture like the, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Quote, Jamie Lee Curtis, 
Well, have you ever killed anybody? Yes, but they were all bad. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I it's, liked it. I thought it was cool. It's an entertaining. It's an entertaining. Yeah, movie. it was. It was fun. It was interesting. And you know, like sometimes, especially you, but sometimes me too. When we get on here and we get on course of cinema, you know, sometimes we're a little too hard on these movies. I don't think so. I, I think we are. It's, what are they supposed to be? They're supposed to be entertainment. And this movie entertained me. There's yeah. some movies that, you know, I'm watching it and I'm watching it. I'm losing interest. I'm lo- I pick up my phone and I start playing on TikTok or yeah. Facebook or playing my video games or something. And I just, like, lose interest. That didn't happen with this movie. I was, like, watching it the whole time. It, it's not going to win any awards. It's no. not the greatest movie I've ever seen. No. But it entertained me. And that's what this podcast is about. We are an entertainment-based podcast. Yeah. And it to me, it was entertaining. I did like the ending of the movie. The ending of the movie whenever he basically planned everything out. Mm-hmm. Whenever she's like, Mia's getting all like pissed off at him and stuff like that. And I said, look, you either give me the notebook and I take over the mantle or, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to burn the page that I wrote your name in. in or, the only way you can stop somebody from dying is you got like 48 hours like or 24 hours or something like that to burn the page. Otherwise, they kill that. They right. die. And so like he's she's basically holding him hostage. But he like plans out this whole sequence of events that occur in order for not only him to survive a Ferris wheel collapsing, but also to be rescued and to have the death note brought back to him by a couple of other douchebags. Like there was one that was like a sexual predator or something like that. And there's another one like, yeah, it was, it was a pretty interesting. Can anybody write in the death note? Uh, How was she able to write names in the death? note? So I can't remember specifically if they went over it or not in the show, but I think it's you when you have I think you if, as long as you are the owner of the de- death note you are the one that can write in it and if you pass it along to somebody I think the power transferred over them or if you die or something like that I don't think you can just like rip out a page of the death note and write in it I'll be honest with you I don't know though because I'm only I only made like 13 episodes maybe it gets even more complicated Cause, later cause on because Mia was able to write she wrote yeah. in the death she killed all those FBI yeah. agents they had to give her some powers to use the death death note in some way because in the show the Mia character is called Misa and she's like she has her own death note and her own Shinigami and she becomes obsessed with Kira and his mission. She got, is that a death god? Yeah, that's that's what Ryuk is. And so she has her own, oh. and she's obsessed with Kira and his mission and stuff like that. So, like, she basically has a death note. So I think they had to try like, play that into there without going super complicated with, I like, see. a second book and shit like that. So I see. Okay. That's probably the yeah, way I was like, I was like, how did she write Light's name in the first place? How did she kill all those FBI agents? I thought it was just him. Who had the power to write in it? Yeah, I don't think but they. I don't think did. they went over it so far in the in the show yeah. or anything like that about that. But I'm guessing for the purpose of the movie, they're like, well, we gotta give him some conflict. Yeah, I, I did. That's the only thing I had really questioned, but yeah, it wasn't a big deal. No. All right, hey, your movie. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So you gave me the Tomorrow War starring Chris Pratt. Uh huh. So it. I'll be. So when I started watching this movie, this movie. That's my cat meowing. This movie feels very much like. A movie that should have come out in like the mid or to early 2010s or something like that. Like back when all those movies are being made, like uh, like all those uh, post-apocalyptic movies are being made and all, like Edge of Tomorrow. I got very big feels from Edge of Tomorrow yeah. when I was watching this movie. It kind of felt a lot like that. Um, 
this movie was it's great if you shut your brain off. It's pretty great, right? If you turn your brain off. I'm really off glad you said that. And don't think about it. Oh, I've got some fucking thoughts, though. That's the problem. Oh, dude, it was pretty great. It, but yes, I acknowledge. If you shut your brain off, it is an entertaining movie. It's well done, too. It looks fucking amazing. Like, yeah. The aliens in it. So basically, the premise of the movie is uh, the future, 50 years in the future from the year 2022, there's a war that's going on. Uh-huh. And the descendants of humans come back in time and they say, hey, we're fighting a war. We're fucking losing. There's only like 500,000 humans left on the planet. We need our ancestors to help us. And the whole premise of the movie is they're drafting people from the past. And the, all the, it's like the one unifying thing that all the governments, like all the governments of the world unify into this one cause. And they start like this general draft because nobody wants to volunteer to go to the mm-hmm. fucking future and fight a bunch of crazy shit and stuff like that. So they draft people. And that's the entire premise of the movie is people get drafted to go fight in this future war. But you only get drafted for a week. Your, your, your term of service is one week long. And that's because... <laughs> something with time travel you can only be there like, for a week like the, whatever whatever the machine will act, no 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 what it is is um it, i think what it they i think they just chose a week at random but what it is is every seventh day the creatures like retreat to their holes and that's whenever that's whenever they reinforce the everything and stuff like that because mm-hmm. the creatures are gone they fuck off somewhere and then they can bring safely bring people to reinforce and they send the other group back Mm. So like every six days, like they open up the time portal or whatever. Um, so Chris Pratt ends up being one of these. He's a former military. We've heard this fucking story before. Former military person turned high school teacher because he went to Caltech to go to, to He's be a science smart guy and has military background. Yes. He keeps applying to these like scientific positions and, and they won't take him because he has no private, uh, uh, what do you call private it? sector private sector experience yeah. he doesn't really have anything like that so even though he's a fucking genius and you know whatever right um nothing wrong being a high school teacher one thing he just wants to be paid better so a couple things about this movie one they're at the beginning of the movie they're watching this major soccer match like major soccer world cup i'm guessing yes i'm guessing it's got to be the world cup yeah Bunch of rich people, I guess, are watching it because I don't. I've never heard of a World Cup watch party that looks like the Super Bowl. And here's oh, uh, World <coughs> Cup. World Cup's big, dude. But here's the thing. I know it's big, but it was Christmas. Yeah, the World Cup's not played in Christmas. It's played in the summer. So, so I was like, if. But here's the thing: the only the only time a soccer game would be that big of a deal that the whole world's watching for them to come and say, "Hey, we're draft," is the World Cup. Yeah. If it's a regular soccer match, the whole world's not going to be watching it. If it was, the, that's why I'm thinking Here's it has to be the World Cup. But I don't believe. But it's not the Christmas time. But I don't. I also don't believe. I believe that Americans would pay attention to the World Cup. I don't believe almost any Americans pay attention to the World Cup the way that these people are paying attention to the fucking World Cup. Like they were paying attention to it like it was their fucking business, like it was well, a Super Bowl party. I don't know if it was the party because of the World Cup. I think it was a Christmas party. I do, and I think it just happened to be while this game was being played. Maybe it and was. And I think the little girl, uh, Chris Pratt's daughter in the film, I think she was like a fan, and she wanted to watch it. Maybe. 
But I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. But anyway, they're so they're they're watching after Chris Pratt gets his bad news. They're sitting there watching soccer, and then the fucking portal opens up in the middle of the soccer I love field. A good portal. And then all of these people just come <laughs> floating down and stuff like that, and they tap into the comms and they explain the situation. And I'm sitting there watching this like, has nobody? So this movie came out in what 2017? No, this past year. What am I thinking? This past it's a year. brand new movie. I, yeah, it came I was, out last week. I, I was thinking. Yeah. Of De- I was thinking of Death Note, and I was looking at the date of that, and that came yeah, out in 2017. Yeah. So it came out. It came out a couple weeks ago. So did nobody exist in 2020 that wrote this movie? Do you honestly think the world is going to unite behind a fucking conspiracy like yeah. this? Yeah. What? Well, they quickly showed that one newscast. And it was like yeah. their equivalent of a Fox News broadcast where somebody's like, no, this is their, why should we be fighting their war? Like there was a talking pundit. No, but that's th- that should not have been the comment. The comment should have been, this isn't real. It's a Democrat hoax. <laughs> that's what the comment should have been. <laughs> Because that's what would really happen. They would yeah. have said, this is bullshit. You know how it's Hollywood. It's all the Jews in Hollywood. They would have said some <laughs> shit like that. All right. They would have said some insensitive yep. bullshit like that. Yep. It's all Hollywood magic and everything mm-hmm. like that. There's no fucking way they would have went along with this. No way. You're you're very right, Absolutely sir. Absolutely You're very not. right. But it's just just for yes. movies, for Hollywood's sake, let's just move yes, on. You got, yeah, you got Yeah. So Chris Brack is drafted. And he meets up with his buddies. You know, he's going to be his team. You know, you got here's the, one cool you, thing. Got the I plucky to bring comic up. relief guy to his right. Oh, he was hilarious. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, he was fun. He was a researcher. Yes, but here's one thing I thought was very interesting. It was almost a page taken out of Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis' Back to the Future. The people who are sent to fight, they were all forty years old or older. Yeah, and it was because, or they could have been younger but they had to have died. Yes. They can't exist on that timeline. Yeah, because they they have to be dead in whatever time they, they go to. They have to be so they dead. Were, they were only, so Chris Pratt is supposed to, the records of his death were, his death certificate was 2030. Right. So that's wherefore he could be drafted and he was eligible to go. The people from the future that got sent back to recruit, they were all young people. Yes. Who weren't born yet. They were the kids and the grandkids. They were the kids. So it was weird that like, Old people had to go to the future. Young people had to come back to the past because you couldn't have any overlap there or it would cause a paradox and who knows what yeah. else. And yeah. That, like a that was, Doc Brown scenario. That was, yeah. that was, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. That was, that was an interesting take on it is what I'm going to say. Um, so here's, here's one of my criticisms. And again, this is a moment where you sh- I should shut my brain off, but I can't shut my brain off for this. So if they have the ability to travel back in time, and their whole goal is to beat the aliens so that humanity survives. Why can't they just come back and warn humanity and like tell them all the information they know so that humanity can prepare? Like, why don't they just tell them like, "Hey, this is where they show up on this date and stuff like that." Like, stop them before they do some shit. That's kind of what Chris Pratt does, but like nobody in the future but nobody like, fucking figured said that. Out. that. Yeah. Like that would have been my first thought. Let's hey, my first thought wouldn't have been like, hey, let's bring all our parents and grandparents from the past so they can come die in the future. I'd be like, can can that be like plan B? Can we can we come up with another plan A before we like do this? Like the first battle, it was somewhere in like like it was in Miami. Uh, no, the first battle that they, the, these monsters ever showed up oh, at was in Russia, was in Russia yeah. somewhere real. Obscure like in, Russia, some little under town. like the snow cat or yeah. like snow and ice and shit like that. But it was like the first battle was in Russia with like a town that just got bl- obliterated by yeah. them. They should have said, okay, this is where the first battle takes place in this town in Russia. 
let's just bring the world army yes. like Endgame style yeah, and exactly. line up in this town and fucking blast them. Exactly. You you like, you point a couple a couple nukes at this area, just yes. the general area. The second you see a monster, get a bunch evacuate of the people out of this town. Evacuate the people before you fucking do anything. Evacuate them ten years before exactly. it ever happens. Exactly. <laughs> and then when you see the monsters, throw up some dummies. We saw at the end end of the movie, Chris Pratt's father, he threw up a dummy and stuff like that, so the uh, mother, queen could uh, attack and stuff like that. So just throw up some J. dummies. Jake Simmons. Jake. Another person who's oh, great in everything he fucking everything does. Everything he does. Everything, yeah. he, and he was great in this movie too. I loved him. Um, he didn't change his voice at all. He, just he doesn't have to. He just sounded like Omni Man the it whole does. time. To me. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have to do it either. Um, so they get sent to the future, and something gets fucked up because they end up getting like forty stories in the air or some shit like that, and they're yeah, coming down uh, on like in like Miami, and it's lucky that Chris Pratt just happened to be above a fucking pool when he did yeah, it. Yeah, a rooftop lucky pool. fucking dude. Other people were falling to their death. Yeah, like yeah. there was one dude that like hit the edge of the uh, building, just like cracked his back and just fell down. It was it was gruesome stuff. Again, it looks amazing, especially whenever they get their bearings and they look out on the ruined Florida coast and stuff like that. And it's all these like buildings on fire and all these buildings like crumbling, all this just wasteland and stuff like that. It's like holy shit, what the fuck is going on? And this is like the moment where we see. Like the first glimpse of the alien. This is like, or the alien. I'm doing mm -hmm. air quotes here, and it looks freaky as shit. Uh, it's it's basically like, it's kind of a generic alien with like tentacles coming off its back. It's like vicious, like hard body and stuff like that, resistant to bullets except for in like the neck and the stomach, and it can shoot way too many fucking spikes in my opinion. The spikes, those things are they call shoot them the white spikes. Those things shoot those spikes like fucking machine gun. They're just and they they never run out either. They're just constantly fucking throwing spikes like, up they, right. They call the aliens the white spikes. That sounds like an early 2000s alternative band. Yeah, if you ask the white me. spikes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Chris Pratt gets sent on a mission by a mystery woman to go save this researcher group and Oh, uh, I love this twist. And uh Gets there, researchers are dead. She's like, gather all the data and all the samples. We can get the hell out of there because they're going to fucking drop bombs and napalm all over the place. This is like one of those, like, this is the moment where you, like, recognize exactly, like, how desperate this whole situation yeah. is. Because, like, as they're going down the stairs, they're grouped up together. They're going down the stairs. And then the white spikes are up on the top of the stairwell. And they look down and they just fucking start coming down at them. And so many people die. Like, we're talking, like, just generic fuckers that they pulled off the street to go to the future to fight this war that's not even really theirs. So many people fucking died. It's insane. That opening battle scene in Miami was so fucking It was badass. so action-packed. It was so cool. They're, they're, was so... they're fighting their way down the stairwell. They get to the bottom stairwell. They're trying to run away. He's like, go follow him. And Chris Pratt's hanging behind. He's, like, leading the team and stuff like that. He's put in charge. He's, you know... Bring up the rear, shooting all these monsters, stuff like that. Oh, he runs out of bullets. He throws his gun down, pulls out his pistol. Oh, no, this is not going to work. So he, what does he do? He pulls a fucking fire axe, <laughs> and he goes to town on an alien. Yeah. I did. I thought this movie was going to suck balls. And when I started watching it, oh. I, get, I get to this battle scene, which is relatively early in the movie. It is, actually, the surprisingly. And it's fucking crazy. I'm sitting there watching it. My mouth is open. I look next to me at my imaginary friend on the couch. I point. I'm like, are you fucking watching this? This yeah. is great. Yeah. This is great. 
great. This is we need more of this. That's not even the best of it though. Like they 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 take it to the streets and yes. they're running down fucking Miami streets so trying cool. to get the fuck away. You know, We're blasting in, behind them. They get they're s- like, we gotta get to South Beach. Three, it's gonna explode. Three Humvees come screaming down the street, all with gunners on the top. They're like, yeah, yeah. Then a dozen fucking aliens come Boom. out the side, crushes the Humvees, tears the people. Dude, out. it they're was like, so oh my cool. God. So much shit happened. <laughs> so cool. So much happened. They're trying to cross this like this like top part of like this roadway and stuff like that dude falls down the other dude's like leave him he can't save chris Brown's like no we're gonna fucking save everybody jumps down there dude, gets a bunch get of it. gets a bunch more people fucking killed i don't get it everybody was shitting on this movie it got such bad reviews yeah the the, the ratings like nobody watched it and i think it's kick ass it's a, it's a, it's a fun action movie it is a fun action movie yeah we get to the we get to the this is the twist part the part oh, yeah. that we yeah. that i i kind of saw it coming but not soon enough i kind of saw it too um the person who was on the other end of the comms i was telling him to save the research uh, equipment and the data and everything like that boom it is his daughter it's his what? daughter who there was a big emotional scene with him having to leave his daughter yes it was it was very made sad me tear up made your dad yeah and it turns out that the leader of the resistance the remaining humans, she's a colonel she's not she's like the lead cur- leader but she's a colonel she seemed to be she might be the leader the, now i guess she might be the highest ranking human left <laughs> Yeah, she's was like, his his daughter from the beginning all grown up? He had you saw a bunch of stuff in the early part of the movie where he had been teaching her sciencey stuff and mm-hmm. like all kinds of the crazy stuff. He instilled like a love of science into her like real early on in her life. Right. So she basically grew up to be a scientist who's also a fucking kick ass soldier. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. great. And the whole her whole plan is we gotta find this with this toxin. We got this toxin that can kill the males. But for some reason, the females seem to be a little more resistant. Yeah, my cat. Yeah, Want to get a million views? Right here. Right yeah. here. Right here. That's the star of the show. Yep. Million views, Scott. Million views. People love people love animals. People love cats, especially on the internet. Um, mm. But our whole plan is like we I, we got to capture a female so that we can test some toxins and figure out like what can kill her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then they go on another action-packed fucking mission like they go they find these like holes in the ground that are like their burrows and they like sent a, a team ahead of them to like corner the female and try and get it in a cage and then chris pratt's going with her in the chopper and they have this really cool repel scene where they you know slide down to the so hole cool. and stuff like that she's like oh, you stay in the helicopter yeah that was so cool she told it chris like... pratt to stay his ass in the helicopter you're not coming with... they... what they had to catch the female to do tests to figure out how to kill them. So they rappel down in this big hole. It was like, it was like, I, I got Starship Trooper vibes in that was, scene. Like, it was very it much. Was so cool. So her whole reason for bringing him, so her whole reason is like, she wants to keep him alive so he can go home. Mm-hmm. But like, she brings him on this dangerous mission where he, she knows he's not going to stay in the fucking chopper. She knows her dad. He ain't staying in the goddamn chopper, but she's surprised that he jumps out to save her. She was yeah. really badass. Like they were trying to tether she this cool. monster, and she like jumped down in there and like saved like a bunch of guys because she like got the uh, females' attention on her, and it was a really cool action scene. Females don't throw spikes like the males they do. Did. Yeah. They did. They, yeah, they, they did. When when uh. Chris Pratt jumps down there and like 
pulls a tentacle away. There's a little spike sticking out, and he like shifts it to the side a little bit, and she and he ends up making the female shoot herself on the side. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they do. They're just they're stronger, more dangerous. Mm-hmm. So they end up like putting them in this Velociraptor fucking cage shit they had in there. And shoot her. What's really cool about shoot it is. So the thing is screeching and it's calling all the males and there's like just just tons of males just you can see them coming over the hill and stuff like that coming at the uh, platoon and everything and what's really cool about it is so they get her in the cage and there's no like okay like let's hook it up and get set up no two seconds later boom they pull that cage rip it out of the fucking ground and take off and now that it's Chris Pratt and his daughter left to fend for themselves because they can't get on the chopper and I I love these kind of scenes. So the aliens are able to glide and they go, they get on this chopper. They're, they're trying to take down the chopper with the alien uh, female on there. And another chopper gets in front of them and just like shreds them up with the blades, but then more grab onto the chopper. I love a good scene where hordes of bad guys and uh, monsters grab on a chopper. And you get that little spinny thing where it's like floating around there. That's such a badass scene. Mm-hmm. It's so, those scenes are always good in movies. But, like, they got to get in the Humvee and they fucking take off. So you got the father-daughter scene where, you know, he's driving. She's, like, mowing down fucking uh, aliens with the machine gun. It's great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. It is. I was so pleasantly surprised by this movie. Yeah. She ends up finding – she ends up finding – I think it's cool. She was ends up finding the uh, toxin that works. Mm-hmm. And her whole plan is you're taking this toxin back. So that you can tell the world how to kill them. Like, you can use this toxin. Because I don't have a delivery system. She's got no plan. Her whole plan is ranking on sending her dad back. And then another great fucking battle scene comes up. The fucking uh, males swimming in the fucking water. They're offshore drilling yeah, they're, they're, platform. They're, they're on this drilling platform where the time device is. This is, where the, the, this is like the last holdout. Like, there are drones flying all around the place, like, you know, patrolling. They got mines all in the water, and the aliens swarm. They freaking swarm them, mm-hmm. and they... and they. It's, it, it was a fun action scene. It was yeah. funny. Yeah. The, the end of that action scene was really sad, because uh, he gets he has a toxin with him, and it's like, counting down, like, two minutes till, you know, time shift and everything like that, till when he can go back. He's got the thing on his wrist. And she's got, like, a spike sticking in her stomach, and the queen's, like, really going after her because she knows, like, hey, something's up with this bitch. They're, and, they're intelligent enough to know they that are. she's the one that needed to be stopped. But it, yeah. was, it was such a cool scene, though, whenever she falls and Chris Pratt dives, and it's, this is the way you use slow motion. Take notes. This is the way you use slow motion, where he's just falling there trying to reach for her. You know, she's, like, sitting there, like, looking up at him. All of a sudden, he disappears, and she falls into, like, this water pit of just monsters, and... You, she gets killed, basically. You don't see it, but she gets killed. Mm-hmm. You know it. Here's the thing, though. We got to this point of the movie, and I was like, I gotta use the restroom, so I pause it, and I pause it, and I look at the time, and it's like, there's still fucking 30 minutes left in this goddamn movie. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole half hour left yes, in and, this movie. And I feel like when Chris Pratt goes back to his time, and he has the vial. I thought that was it. That could have been the end of the movie. That was it. That was, yeah, I've got the vial, you know, let's mass produce this, and, you know, let's take it and, you know, make sure we have it and stuff. That could have been the end of the movie. It's not. No. It's fucking not. They have to go through a... Sp- spelunking trip because they this is when the volcano kid comes into it that fucking volcano vo- kid the volcano dude there's this kid in his class that's obsessed with volcanoes he's upset he knows everything about volcanoes the history of volcanoes and so chris pratt takes like uh the claw that the one dude had and he takes it was one his uh jokester buddy uh researcher and he's like i need you to identify so we can figure out where the fuck these guys landed and everything like that and 
he looks at he's like it's volcanic ash like what's crazy so they go to the volcanic and they are able to like piece together holy shit like it must they must be in you know the russia at this point and stuff like that they must have dug up like it this because this volcano ash uh was like a thousand years old or something like that so they figure out they didn't crash land in 2050. They're already here. Yes. They're under the ice. They thawed out. And it's like, it's a global warming propaganda they thing. They crash landed thousands of years before. Yeah. Which is like a real, real Ridley Scott shit at this point. You know, real, yeah. real alien universe. Like there was actual like regular aliens that crash landed on Earth. And they oh, I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna get that in a second. Oh, I'm gonna get to that? that in a second. That's fucking cool. I for a split second there, I thought I was watching Fern Gully when it came to like a nature uh, a propaganda kind of thing when they were talking about like global warming. Like, let's see how it's fast forward and all the ice melts is like we did it to ourselves, yada yada kind of stuff. Good message because that's gonna be our fucking future. Uh -huh. So you know, take yep. take take note. So they go. It's it's Chris Pratt, his plucky comic relief friend, like. Two of the people that stayed by the badass that, soldier the guy, badass who soldier had the guy claw. and like one or two of the people that were from the future that are stuck yeah, here they now. They came. They they it's all it's like a it's like a plucky little mission. And his estranged father <laughs> yes. played by J.K. Simmons. Yes, he's he's the pilot, former sniper, Vietnam veteran. Like they have an estranged relationship, and you know he's like, I need your help. Like you I gotta love go. how he first he goes to the American government. And was like, you guys need to go in here and do this, and, and they're like, get fucked. He's like, the world's falling. Get they're fucked, like, the world dude. is falling apart. Like we're almost on the brink of killing each other at this point. There is absolutely no way I can sanction troops going into fucking Russia right now. There's no way. So he's like, all right, I'm gonna get the band together, and he gets I'll the band together. Fuck Jabu, I do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> He gets the band together and they go searching in the fucking uh, Russian snow uh, wasteland. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. They go, they go there and they go searching all over the place till they can find it. And they find it because they get some like magnetic readings that are all off and stuff like that. So they blow a hole into the ice and they go down there. And then they find a fucking spaceship, Scott. A legit Not spaceship. Not only do they find spaceships, Scott, they go in there and they see the frozen carcasses of two aliens. Are we just going to bypass the, the point where we realize, okay, there's intelligent life out there, and we figured out, okay, they brought it here, and they crashed in an accident, so not only, and they use it as a weapon to take over the world, so not only are these aliens real, but these other intelligent aliens that own the spaceship are real, and they use it to conquer other worlds, which means there are other fucking aliens out there. This is goddamn Independence Day. I think, I think a theory was, one of them might have said this. That they actually use these other animals, these other this, the white spikes. Yeah. They use them almost to like clear a planet of life. Why would they want to do that? To use the planet for their own. But if they're really gonna send a vicious creature like the white spikes, do you really think they give a shit about fracking a planet and like killing all the other life forms and stuff like that? Well, no, they just want the life forms out of the way. Like, what if those aliens showed up at Earth and they're like. Oh, we want your fucking volcanoes. White spikes are an extinction level enemy. They're like xenomorphs. Okay? Yes, that's, they, that's, they, they. I got xenomorph vibes. Me from too. Them. They yeah. very much felt like xenomorphs. Like you're gonna. So you mean you're gonna take a valuable planet that has resources and you're gonna put basically xenomorphs on the planet to clear out the planet, mm -hmm. and then you're gonna all of a sudden go down with this probably deadlier fucking uh, creature that is no problem killing you. They got an unlock button on their key. <laughs> they hit the button and the aliens just. Drop down. This is the white spikes. No, I'm talking about after they kill all the creatures yeah. and they want to go down to So these aliens everything. put the white spikes on planet A. 
the white spikes lay waste to whatever yes. being lives on planet A until it's nothing but white spikes. So the big aliens that put them there come back to planet A. Instead of them having to deal with white spikes, they hit a button on their alien remote and all the white spikes just die. So now the empty planet with nothing living on them is Where now was theirs. it explained in this fucking movie that that's that my theory. Happen? I said that's my theory. Okay, I that's was going to say, fair, right? hey, where the fuck did you did you hear this that's, shit? That, they could have something built in their DNA. Remember, we found the xenomorphs. This was, I don't know if this is canon anymore, but in the alien universe, the xenomorphs were actually created by the predator aliens. I don't think they were created by them. I think they were used by them. Well, they were they were bred by them. They, yeah, be, they used them, but they, yeah. the predators didn't create the that xenomorphs. That was the alien versus predator one, I think they explained that yeah and i was like that's dumb i didn't like that they basically oh, do the same fucking thing here almost it's kind of the same, almost the same yeah. thing here so uh they find out that the ship is a lot bigger than they think it is it's a whole fucking colony of these bastards mm -hmm. and they kill a bunch of them with the poison but then the rest of them like wake up and so they have to escape and it's basically why did they start waking up because they heard the screeches and it like remember the 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 ones they injected were screeching extremely loud so i guess must it must have like cut through whatever bullshit they were like induced with or whatever and they just kind of like in instinct they just kind of like mm. reacted so that that was my guess mm. but they blow up the ship and everybody dies except for chris pratt jk simmons dad and our plucky comic relief researcher friend everybody else sacrificed himself so they could blow up the ship but one got away, Scott. Just one. One female. Not a only. female. A female got away, and J.K. Simmons' character is like, uh, one of them got out of here and he ran off and blah, blah, blah. He's a big bastard. You're trying to describe it like, they oh, had a red belly. That's the female. we got to go after him. So, like, Chris Pratt. Because for all you know, she could be pregnant. Yeah. And then... Chris Pratt and J.K. Simmons go on this fourth action, major action. Fourth Maybe one. fifth. Maybe fifth. Like, I'm not, maybe I lost count. But they go on this hunt. For this fucking alien so female fun. through the uh, on snowmobiles, yes, and they have to entrap it. And J.K. Simmons is like with a sniper and stuff like that, and he's like trying. That's the moment where he creates a dummy, and the creature like attacks dummy. He just starts boom, boom, laying the waste with him with the sniper. It's mm -hmm. not doing anything. Mm -mm. The sniper's not doing nothing. And the, but here's what I love. There's that moment where it looks like J.K. Simmons is going to pull a quiet place. He's going to sacrifice himself at the end of the movie to save. Uh, Chris Pratt and be, yeah. get killed by the alien and then the movie just completely circumvents that and Chris Pratt like in the middle of a slow motion like death scene jumps on the back of the alien and like tackles him down and stuff like that and, like jams the uh, toxin in its mouth and like kicks it off the thing he's like you die or he says some some crazy shit like that yeah it was a uh... It's one of those Schwarzenegger one. Yeah, lines. why don't you die or something like that or why you don't die, you just or you die, die. Or something something like that um, but yeah, he basically saves the day. He saves the world before the world ended. So that's kind of the end of the movie. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was so good. He goes back and they have a nice little moment where he finally yeah. introduces his dad to, you know, his granddaughter and you know, that's that sweet little, oh, JK Simmons hugging a little girl cause he's his grandpa. Like it's so cute and adorable. And then cuts the credits basically. So it's a fun little action yeah, movie. Yeah, it, it was, is very much a fun little action movie. It was so much movie. better than I thought it was going to be. That's why I wanted you to watch it. Yes, I had I had to shut my brain down to enjoy it. I had those time travel problems. You overthink but, things a lot. But time travel was very rudimentary in this. <laughs> it was very basic time travel. Yes. But 
And they admitted that. They're like, we weren't even done working on it's time It's held travel. together by chewing gum and paper clips. That's what they say. Yeah. It's held together by chewing gum and paper clips. Yeah. So we can't build like a second tunnel to go back in time even further. Yeah. All right, Scott. Sign to pick next week's course of cinema. Okay. You go first. I'll go first. All right. I want you to watch. It is on Amazon Prime. I've mentioned this to you before if you've watched it or not, and I think you said no. Um, but I want you to watch a movie called Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. That's a long title. I know. Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Yes. Okay. Yes. It is It is a... I, I, I'm actually kind of curious as to what you... Uh, might think about it it's i'm not gonna tell you anything about it don't watch any trailers but it is starring john leguizamo leslie snipes okay and patrick swayze oh uncle pat yes back at it again yes so okay i I, I, want to see what you say think about that okay you're gonna be mad at me oh god you're gonna be mad at me because we talked about this and i wasn't gonna do it and i went back and forth and i wasn't gonna do it and i'm gonna make you watch inside by bo with bo burnham inside God damn it. See, I told you. It's not a movie. It's a comedy special. You're cheating. It's a movie, isn't it? it? No, it's a comedy special. It's a movie. It's a comedy special. That's a like special saying, is a movie. That's like saying, you know, Scott, I'm going to give you Eddie Murphy's Raw. I've I've seen it. You can't I give know, it to me. I know. I know that, but that's <laughs> I know that, but that I would be like, Raw. But that, I love Raw. But that would be like what I would give you. I so didn't want to watch this. I didn't want to watch this. Oh, so, so you, you don't think that counts? I, I can I'll, give you a different I'll, one. I'll uh, take it. I'll take it. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll take it this time, and I will watch it. I and want I you will... to watch it. And here's what. I don't want you to wait too long because. I was never going to watch this movie. It's going to get dated quick. I was never going to watch it. It's a. have heard it's a very depressing uh, special that he does. And, uh, yeah, I didn't really want to bring that into my life. But I'm going to do that anyway, I guess. Yeah, you're going to fucking do it. And you have two weeks to do it because, ladies and gentlemen, we won't be here next week. No, he's going to be on his fifth or sixth vacation of this year, something like that. I don't know. Twice. But anyway, uh, so we won't be here next week. So we'll have two weeks to watch these movies or specials. Yes. Yeah. Now that I know that these these are open, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you I next time. See, now that I know what these did are, I do? Now that I know that you've opened the, you've opened the door and I'm kicking it open. What did I do? I just I opened Pandora's box here. Yes. I just thought it was good. I thought it was funny and yeah, whatever. I've heard the songs. I'm not gonna be spoiled for anything. I've heard like all the songs, pretty the much. Songs are the best part. It's, I think that's the only part. That's his comedy. Is he does songs. Um. If you want to get a hold of Four Distraction, guys, email us, fourdistraction at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and we're on Twitter. Search Four Distraction at Podcast FYD. We're on SoundCloud and we are on Facebook Live and we're on YouTube. We're gonna, I'm going to upload this video to YouTube so you can head over there and search Four Distraction. We are going to, if you go to the SoundCloud, you can find the YouTube link on there because you can't really search Four Distraction because we're not popular enough yet. So you go there and like our stuff and subscribe and comment and everything like that so that it makes it easier for people to find us. I'm still trying to fix the iTunes and the Spotify problems, but I mean, if you listen to us on iTunes, you don't fucking know I'm saying this because you're not listening to this episode right now, obviously. So if you prefer listening to it on there, I'm in the middle of trying to fix that right now. My sister texted me and she said, hey, I've been listening to you on Apple podcasts and the last one's May 2nd. 
Yes. And she goes, I've listened to all of them. She's like, do you do, did you stop doing it? And I said, no. I said, something's up with Apple Podcasts, with iTunes, with I don't, I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to fix them right now. Tell your sister to go to our uh, YouTube. It's live video now. Well, I, I'm gonna send her the, so. the SoundCloud links or something because she wants to listen to them on the drive to Minnesota. That's fair. That's fair. I'm I'm gonna make an attempt. I've got some time this weekend, so I think I'm gonna make an attempt. Especially since we're doing it a day before than we usually do. I'm gonna try to see what the hell's up with. SoundCloud. I think it's updated on Spotify. I could be wrong. I'd have to double check that. SoundCloud so. seems to be okay. SoundCloud's perfect. Yeah. SoundCloud is perfect. So is obviously YouTube. YouTube, so, yeah. Uh, we're still a member of the B-Real Podcast Network. I think that's still perfect, too. I think you can still listen to us on the B-Real Network. Is it not? Not B-Real. Sh- it is. Last time I checked, it was. The Electronic Media Collective. Oh. Finish, finish what I said. Okay, so we are a member of the Electronic Media Collective. Um, and yes, that is up to date. Everything's great on there. Um, I've been saying be real for years, okay? I've been saying be real for years. What do you want me to say? saying be real for a long time. Be real but, doesn't exist uh, anymore, so... But head on over to electronicmediacollective.com. Check out our show on there and a ton of other great shows. Uh, it's a really cool place. If you get a free second, you're fucking around on your phone, fiddling with your dilly and whatever, go on over to the EMC and check it out. It's, it's a good times. Adam. Scott. Is Chris Pratt the worst Chris? You keep saying this and you keep bringing it up. It's such an insulting thing to say. I don't understand why you, like... Explain why you. Here's why I think he's the worst. Keep saying it. So I've looked into him, and I used to be such a fan of his, and now I think he's the worst, Chris. You gotta explain. I know you gotta explain it. Going to explain. Going to explain. So he was uh, married to Anna Faris. Okay. They have some children. Yes. And they did a podcast together that I used to like, and I used to listen to it, and it it talked a lot about relationships and stuff. And then one day it was like, poof, they came on their show, like, yeah, this is gonna be the last one. We're getting divorced. Yeah. And it was like, wait, what, what, what? And then like not long later, he gets married to, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kathleen Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And I just, I don't know if there was any cheating you, going on there. You I have heard no idea oh, what I that guess, situation is I don't, all about. But there was, you know, there was rumors. There's internet rumors. They could have been sleeping in separate bedrooms for months as far as you know. Then why do a podcast on relationships? Uh, to keep up face would be my, would be my guess. Okay. That's not even the worst of the infractions. But that's one that I, I really like Anna Faris. I like Anna Faris too. But, and I, thought, I think he did but her here, dirty. But I, but I heard, I listened to Anna Faris talking on Kevin Smith's podcast like shortly after this happened. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Smith was talking about it. And she kind of said like, yeah, it sucks. But we had known for a long time. Like he, he wanted different things out of the relationship than I wanted. And it kind of evolved. And we had known for a long time that it just wasn't really working out. And we eventually came to like an uh, impasse where we're like, I guess we're just not going to be together anymore. So. The next thing is, he's also a big-time hunter. Yeah. And he's been one of those douchebags who pays the big bucks to go to Africa 
to hunt the endangered species and everything. Yeah. And, and, and PETA's gone after him on multiple occasions, and the Internet social justice warriors have gone after him, and he doubles down. He doubles down. He says, no, I'm, I'm doing everything Hunting. legal. I'm doing it by the book. I'm, but because he goes to those countries where there basically yeah. are no laws. Danger, He's hunting killing endangered endangered species is, is definitely like a douche thing to do. It's and he does much. it. There are, I've heard, I don't know how true it is, but I've heard stories, a bunch of people have said it, that some, that the way that they have it over in Africa, a lot of times it's like local towns and stuff like that that will pay people like to come out and hunt these animals because like an elephant went like went like mad or something like that and like killed a bunch of people so they needed hunt hunted down and stuff like that. So I heard there are some situations where that is. I think that's bullshit personally, but whatever. And the last and final thing, he's like a big time right wing conservative evangelical Christian. And he belongs to a certain church that has been very, very, very vocal about their anti-homosexuality and all this stuff. And people have said, why are you a part of a church like that? And again, he doesn't, he doesn't back down from any of these things. He's like, no, no, it's been my church, it's been my family's church. I'm going to stick with it. This church is literally pre preaching hate. Yeah. And you're saying, so for those reasons, I think he's the worst Chris. But does he, in terms of his personal beliefs, though, does he throw it in people's face like those douchebag evangelical right-wing people do? Does he throw it in everybody's face? Or does he just, like, keep it to himself, and then when somebody asks him about it, he's like, I don't care. About it. I don't give a shit about that. He's going to that church that is a terrible fucking church. He's supporting what they're preaching. He is a shitty person. Okay. And he's the worst Chris. Okay. I like Hemsworth. I think I, think I like Evans. I like Pine. Pratt's the worst, Chris. I'll be honest with you, Scott. I think you're a little hot about this. I think you somebody pissed in your Cheerios this morning and you're taking it out on the work. On the the, the worst, Chris. Thank you to uh, Nara Gansett as the beer of the show. Uh, awesome job, and enjoy Shark Week. <laughs>